We're gonna go. We're gonna do it. Hey, we're doing it, internet. Hi, welcome to Total Spot Fest. This is JJ. That's Jamie. That's Austin. We are coming back at you with a little full year go home wrap up. Ooh, we do. We got things to say about go home for AEW. Was it though? Uh, Was it though? We're gonna talk about it, but. Thank you for joining us again, spending your Wednesday with us. Or if you're listening to us on the replay, thank you for giving us a listen. Thank you for giving us a watch. We do appreciate you guys giving us just a little bit of your time. Uh, if it's your first time here, hello. Uh, please feel free, like, subscribe, follow us. Um, hit us up on Twitter, at Total Spot Fest. If you are here live, hit up that comment. Hit that chat section there. We'll definitely get to your comments while we are here. Otherwise, you know, leave a comment down below. You know, um, Jamie. Austin, how are you gentlemen doing this full gear eve? I know that's not technically it, but still, I'm going with it. I feel like if they can if they can start Christmas stuff like mid-November, <laughs> we can call it full gear eve on the Wednesday before. There you go. But yeah, outside of being bombarded <laughs> by Christmas already, I'm doing pretty well. Let me ask you this, Austin. Does does it does that get under your skin getting Christmas this early? Are you a big Christmas guy? Do you not care one way or the other? I I don't really particularly care about many holidays except for the uh, the more recent one, which was the McRib coming back. That's my <laughs> Christmas. Now, <laughs> the, they, the forever McRib that came back. I was going to say, because they lied to us. That Good. McRib was going to be retired forever last year, right? Never again. Mm -hmm. They know what the people want. The McRib can't go away forever. You try it out once a year. It's the most gloriously average pretend rib meat sandwich you could ever have. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad it's not gone forever. <laughs> Unlike the, uh, the Choco Taco, which does seem to have been legit discontinued. Uh, but I... Taco Bell uh, like that's a soft spot for me, way so too many. I don't need to talk about it too much. Taco Bell would discontinue way too many of the best stuff on their line. They thankfully brought back Mexican pizza after like what twelve years, uh, but Choco Taco that just come on does not make sense. Jamie, it, it, it's great. It's a drumstick that's easier to eat. <laughs> exactly, like, it's fantastic. I it's can't believe they got rid of it. But the I have not seen a Choco Taco in several months. Oh, you can buy them at the store. They have like no, like they're gone. They're gone at the store. They stopped making them altogether. Well, I don't I, really. They don't have like an off-brand Choco Taco. Like somebody makes something. I have yet to see one. Is that if, shit patented? If, <laughs> if someone does, please drop a link in the chat because I need to know. We need. We need. We. I. This is now like my life goal here we need to find some choco tacos yeah they they announced it was getting discontinued and then it was around for like nine more months <laughs> and so i figured it was just a marketing ploy which it got me i started purchasing more choco tacos uh and then they just dried up they were gone Damn. i'm gonna blame global warming but you know <laughs> jamie we know that you are the 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 greatest lover of Halloween that we know here on this day is by far, you know? So does it bother you that the day after Halloween, it's Mariah Carey Christmas, you know, going to town season? Yeah, like, it, it, it pisses me off just for the simple fact that Thanksgiving is the forgotten holiday, you know? And I get it. Thanksgiving is a remembrance of when we started stealing lands and all that stuff, which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> but 
you know, it's a time for people to get together, eat some turkey, watch some mediocre football, typically, because the Lions are on. But, hey, they're actually good this year. Uh, so you get mediocre football. And, and, good God. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, it pisses me off. I mean, first off, Mariah Carey could just die. Tomorrow, <laughs> I 100% tweeted uh, or, or sent a, sent a texted Jamie a Mariah Carey link November 1st. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I deserve it. I deserve it. But, yeah. I'm well, just looking forward to moving on swiftly. I hear you. I, as someone who is born around Thanksgiving, once every five, six years, five years, once every five years it falls on Thanksgiving, like this year, um, I always have had a special place in my heart for Thanksgiving, naturally, because okay? that's around my birthday, right? So, plus my family did, uh, it was you know, a big deal. But I am such a, and I got this from my mama, right? You know, Christmas is the holiday, so. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I will not decorate before Thanksgiving. I won't do any of that jazz. Right. But I 100% when I went to Costco, like early November, I spent about a half an hour looking down the Christmas aisle. hundred percent. I I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, Hey, you know, uh, well, we're gonna get to dynamite in just a second. Uh, mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. do have full gear coming up this Saturday, which again, I forgot it was Saturday until earlier this evening because <laughs> it's usually on Sunday. And I was like, oh, it's going on right at the same time as the Mizzou game. So I'm like, oh, well, they're playing Florida, so whatever. Um, but we, so we asked you guys before and we, had, we didn't really hear a ton of response back to it, but you know, just with life and everything happening here, we're not going to do a post show after the pay-per-view this time. And I think that, you know, for everybody's sanity and, you know, especially because it's on a Saturday this time here, it just doesn't work out. You know, if you guys do have, a, if you do like us doing the separate post shows, please let it, put it in chat, give us a comment, let us know for sure. What's your feedback? We're just going to talk about, we'll do the wrap up for full gear next uh next wednesday but we'll do end of the show here we'll do a little preview we do have a little belt title that we do got to get to uh this weekend so uh jamie he, uh is our three-time defending champion right is that what you got a three three a three pay-per-view streak Rainy. no we're not doing that again no jamie no jamie <laughs> defending white angle and had you put the belt icon on my screen and i would just call myself the champ until after this pay-per-view shit why did you text me that earlier i could have easily uh, because i didn't think you of it just thought right of now. it now yeah <laughs> well, on, on full gear eve we will we will eve. we will 100 uh let you guys know what transpires with that next Wednesday, but we'll get to the card end of the show. Uh, Jamie, you want to talk about some stuff outside AEW to start, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll start off with a, a something light, and then we'll progressively get a little darker. Ooh. Um, happy birthday, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, he would have been seventy-one today. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, man! The cream of the crop. I literally follow somebody on TikTok just because they call themselves the cream of the crop, and they have <laughs> they show so many Macho Man blurbs. You know, I, like there's rumors that Macho Man may or may not have been a complete piece of shit, but what he did for wrestling, yeah, is, I think there's 
give and take. There's probably some truth to that. Probably some ex, you know, drawing from it. But Macho Man was, and we've had at times pontificated quite a bit about Macho Man, different points of his career, different things. But he was definitely wrestling in the '80s. Yes, Hulk Hogan, we know that, right? We talked about Ric Flair, right? Mid-South stuff. But Macho Man, if you were looking up in a, like an encyclopedia, Macho Man would probably be the picture of what you envision wrestling in the 80s looks like with the glasses, the fringe, the hair, the hat. Love me some Macho. What's up, Rob? Yeah, Macho Man <laughs> is like, if you had to show someone who had no idea anything about pro wrestling a pro wrestler so they could just get it from a picture. You would just show them a picture of the macho man. Mm-hmm. Now, He's the only reason I've ever ate a slim gym before. Like when I was a kid <laughs> and I, I love mean, the damn things now. I mean, yeah, I, I you, you mentioned that you follow somebody on Twitter that uh, comes with the cream of the crop. There's a, there's a dude I follow on Twitch. Uh, he's a, he's a retro streamer, right? You know, so I, you know, watch him a little bit here and there, but the only reason I really started following him because he started out of the blue doing this command where you type in their exclamation point in chat, the, the cream, and it pops up a little pop-up video and plays 33 seconds worth of Macho, a cut together of him just saying the cream in all sorts of different instances. I didn't realize how often he said it, and I didn't realize how many times he had actual creamer as his real-life prop while he was yeah. saying it always <laughs> yeah, he kept pulling him out of nowhere like he had mary poppins purse or something yes! they were just popping up. Yeah. it was it was right next to his eight ball man it was just right there at all times you know it's about the same size so he was just like oh it's just the wrong thing oh this is a promo hey yeah i wonder how many retakes they had to do that one. um no do you like macho man like you can see his influence still today like Nick Jackson, he loves doing the Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hell, the Outrunners. I feel like the Outrunners want to be Macho Man so bad. Yes. I like, I love their '80s gimmick, but you know, it's just, I, I love me so much. I can't. I there's. I feel like he got screwed over by Hogan more than anybody. If you ask me. Yeah, that's a hot take. I don't know, because he did at least get that title run. Now, granted, he did drop it back to Hogan, but Hogan was the the biggest draw they had at the time. And at least he was he was around at the top of the card during, like, peak Hogan as well. So it's not like Hogan winning the belt from Yokozuna after he won it off Brett in, in a situation like that. Yeah, I think the... He probably could have done more without Hogan, but he also didn't really need it. Like, you were always interested in anything the Macho Man did, and at least he got that run with the belt. He, to me, always was. Even when... He always was a second-run star. He was never, like, the top guy, right? He was... But he was the guy that was on the poster, and you did the stuff, and you did the thing, because kids loved him, right? You know? But he never... Like, I remember when he won the title, it was like... It was that celebratory, you know, kind of like when Kofi won the title, you know, a few years back, Kofi Mania, or, you know, it almost felt more symbolic sort of thing. It'd be like when Ruby Soho finally wins a title. Hey, Ruby, you know, just giving them a title to have it. Um, Ruby put over Red Velvet. She's not getting anywhere near a title. Not not yet. Not soon. Not soon. And no, no chat. I am not saying Ruby and, and Macho are the same. 
But I'm just saying, Macho wasn't necessarily your top line guy, but you got to run with the title. And just like I may, we may, like I may, I may mention, I think last week or week before, talking about the whole Miss Elizabeth Jake the Snake feud, right? That's one of the most compelling thing, and that was mid card, hard mid card, right? <laughs> you don't so, need to be the top guy to be a legend. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Because it is Randy Savage's birthday. I personally believe he had the greatest storyline that has ever, 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 ever happened in wrestling with Miss Elizabeth. I feel like that whole story arc was just beautiful. Plus, I was like eight. So yeah, that kind of helped. We were a little enthralled with Miss um, Elizabeth probably at that time, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so I ask you, gentlemen. Am I wrong? And if I am, what is better? Okay. Long-term storyline. Potentially better than the Miss Elizabeth Macho Man storyline. The greatest wrestling, the wrestling wedding of all time. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that storyline covered multiple years and it's one of the few things that's like had that long of a run where they could just kind of pick it up and drop it off in a while like there was such a build-up to that wedding it was definitely the best wrestling wedding there's ever been mm-hmm. with, 100%. without question i don't know if it's fair to compare that to any other storyline though because that's almost career spanning uh but i mean i'm hard pressed to come up with okay with another one let's do this because I think I'm in agreement with Austin. I, I pontificated about the storyline a week ago, right? Let's not let's put let's not let's put it on some pedestal. But how about this, Jamie? I'm gonna take your question. I'm gonna tweak it just a little bit. Okay. Okay. What is a wrestling storyline that comes close to that? Oh, right? okay. Okay. You know, because okay. I I'm with you, Austin. I don't think anything could beat that. Just because it is a different time for wrestling too. It was longevity, but you also had a weekly show if that right so i've got one that may actually beat it depending on okay the it's in the eye of the beholder i suppose but i would say austin mcmahon okay okay oh i mean that was that was like a good solid you know two to three years okay and there are so many just classic moments from that and it was more condensed in the time frame as well i would probably put that just in terms of entertainment value of a storyline i would put austin mcmahon ahead of it that's a good one i would go it's not necessarily the same it's a similar route as that but i would go dusty versus horseman That's old school. That's old school, but that's also long running peaks and valleys and back and forth. Uh, I think you could also maybe more of an honorable mention, uh, but Gargano and Chiampa from NXT. Yeah, that was a really good one. My 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 closest to it was not that long. But it burned red hot and it literally took over wrestling by storm. Yes, yes movement. Okay. The yes movement. That whole <clears> thing <throat> burned white. Like 
white hot. Like it mm-hmm. was crazy. The stupid crazy. The only thing with that though is that was super over with the crowd in spite of what they were booking on the show <laughs> rather than due to it. Because it took a revolt from the crowd. You you know they wanted anything but to put the title on Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And they finally had to. Uh, but yeah, that was as over as just about anything's ever been. Which, for what it's worth, they actually worked that legitimate part of the story into the story, right? Right. I mean... They- they made it work at the end, mostly just by giving the finally giving the people what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But for the longest part of that whole yes movement, it was just terrible, nonsensical booking <laughs> just to keep Daniel Bryan from winning the title. Uh, there were, I think there was some good microcosms that could be out there, right? But, you know, if you're talking about like on that level, it's kind of hard to... You know, it has to be something of the level of the Yes Movement, or maybe original NWO would be something you could do for that, right? I, you I know? would almost throw uh, Sting feuding with the NWO and hanging out in the rafters for an entire year if it wasn't for the fact that, like, a year after that, he just joined them anyway. I, I would say NWO up until Goldberg won the title, because after Goldberg won the titles, that's when they started to do, like, really weird things with the NWO. They already were ballooning in membership before that. But after he won the title at the Georgia Dome, which for the time, Georgia Dome was a football arena, y'all. And it was sold out for a wrestling show on a Monday night. And that thing was insane. But after that, NWO got real, real wonky. Mm-hmm. Rob brings up a good one. Kane's debut and the whole feud with uh, Undertaker. That's that a was really a good one. That's would, a good storyline. I would say that, but... Kane's debut through WrestleMania 14 and not as much most of the stuff that happened after that because it just got kind of weird at times like the Inferno match didn't really connect like it should have but yeah Kane showing up and ripping the door off the hell in the cell and Undertaker refusing to fight (laughs) his brother for six months until they finally met WrestleMania was phenomenal Uh, for me personally and probably for almost no one else in the world I would also say Undertaker versus Undertaker from SummerSlam 1994. Because that just hits me right in nostalgia. <laughs> but yeah. the, the vignettes they kept doing of random folk just saying, oh, I was at the ice cream shop and I saw the Undertaker. He's coming back. <laughs> uh, it was a good couple of months. All to lead up to a, to a Leslie Nielsen gag at SummerSlam searching for the real Undertaker backstage. Uh, uh... Not not at the top for quality, but at the top for just being the silly kind of pro wrestling I love for me. You know, Sean Brett, too, was a good storyline. Sean Brett's a good storyline. I would almost say, no, it's not necessarily a storyline, but it kind of became one. You could do the whole uh, Dudley's, Hardy's, Edge of Christian, because... I mean, it was interwoven. Those three were always tied at the hip for good, what, two years, two and a half years, right? Gave Mm -hmm. some of my favorite matches I've ever seen. I mean, more of a streak of matches, not necessarily a story. The the most recent success, I would, I hate to say it, it's 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 Hanger Omega. Yeah. That was a great storyline. And then that was it. 
Um, hopefully it's better here shortly, but <laughs> well, uh, and, and the, and the whole, the whole bloodline thing too is <clears throat> it's just, it's gone as well. It's gone past. It's welcome for me personally, but yeah, yeah. uh, through basically through WrestleMania, it was just firing all cylinders. It was one of the most genuinely entertaining things WWE has done in quite some time. And, uh, they just, they don't know when enough is enough. I do want to go really back to Brett and Sean, though. My only hangup with their rivalry is that they didn't play enough into, like, the past. So once you get to WrestleMania 12 and then Montreal Screwjob and all that, they really never bring up them coming in in tag teams in the late 80s that they wrestled for the title at Survivor Series 92 years and years before that. There was so much history they could have, like, brought in to flesh out that story. And it was just kind of disappointing they never did. I want to I want to consult our our chat for a hot minute because you guys said you said I went back with uh, Dusty versus the Horseman. Well, our, our our friend uh, Big Rob down in chat he went back as well. Funk Lawler in the CWA early eighties was CWA where they did the uh, empty arena match. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the empty arena match was great i mean i'll watch terry funk do anything any day of the week exactly. but yeah the <clears throat> empty arena matches between funk and lawler was phenomenal uh, him versus lawler was always good okay yes rob confirmed yes that was okay okay that's definitely up there too mm-hmm. i thought it was so cool well, well i i purposely brought up brett and sean as well because we're actually just six days past the anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> oh man, that's right. I forgot it was in November. November ninth, nineteen ninety-seven. I was seventeen. It's weird that Survivor Series was so early in the month that year. Yeah, that seemed. It's like every once in a while you'll see a date for an old WrestleMania, and it's like late March instead of April, and it's just doesn't seem right. It's like what? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys let us know. Comment in there, thoughts on if you if you got something in your heart that's a better story, better than the whole uh, Randy Savage Miss Elizabeth thing, which I love to hear what that is, or we get something that's close to it, something that you put up on that same on that shelf, on 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 the bookshelf, but maybe not the top shelf, right? What would you put on that bookshelf? Let us know. Yeah. Excellent. I have I have one other thing for us, gentlemen, before we actually get into AEW. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but literally Twitter has been set ablaze by one person going right after the NWA. Uh, that's not the rap group. Because <laughs> I'll fight uh, that person. Yeah. So, <laughs> So Effie, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Effie, they tried to bring Effie in and Effie told the story about how he just basically told Billy Corgan to F off, you know, (laughs) because, you know, they had Tyrus as their main person and he spews hate speech and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he never worked there. And he's like, you know, I'll tell you what, $50 million, you know, and like literally the trolls have came out a a blazing after Effie you know, for attacking Billy Corgan in the NWA. So 
I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because, <sighs> I mean, anytime I get to, you know, shit on something a little bit, you know, I'm going to take my opportunity. Question for you because I've been, I haven't paid shit attention to Twitter all week pretty much. So I totally missed this here. Are they coming after him because they're NWA trolls, smashing pumpkin trolls, a little bit of everything? Yes. So, like, uh, I've been following his Twitter. Like, some people are saying, like, you have never done anything. You've never done anything. They they went on to every single one of his YouTube videos and put that on there. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, evidently I got your attention. You know, like, he's just like, <laughs> going after these people. Like, it, don't realize that. People... You don't realize that Effie's winning the second you do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it cracks me up. All these people coming after him. And he, he continually comes out smelling like roses. It's just like, one, I love Effie. And two, this is just the shit. Because Billy Corgan, like he even said, Billy Corgan effed up his TV deal, you know, because he had people snorting fake fake coke. But he's like, all the, all the GCW guys are smoking crack in the back, right? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah, Effie is one of those rare people that just has the swag and the clout to say whatever the fuck he wants and he told billy corgan exactly what you would expect him to tell billy corgan go fuck yourself he pulled the christian on him (laughs) Uh, yeah and so uh you know jj says you didn't see it his main point was you lost your TV day deal. No one watches your show explicitly because of Tyrus. And now you want to hire Effie to come in and save your company. I'm not doing that. Oh, if you really want me to give me $50 million. Cause Effie is this generation's Kevin Nash. He's going to make that money. He's going to get that payday yeah. or he ain't doing it. Uh, it's just, it's great that someone in pro wrestling exists that does not to be signed, need to be signed anywhere. That makes, all the money they need to make in this business, just being a hell of a worker and then just really understanding what people enjoy about pro wrestling. So hats off to Effie. He's the fucking man. Love Effie. Long time Effie lover over here. You know, I just, none of this story surprised me in the least, you know, especially the follow through of, that's why I want to know what trolls they were because you know, my my one of my best friends from high school is a massive Smashing Pumpkins fan. Yeah, you know, it always had been, right? And because of that, Billy Corgan could do no wrong. And if anybody has, has their eyes open, they've seen all the shit mistakes Billy Corgan has made since he tried to break into professional wrestling. Uh, beginning in TNA, and then the offshoots of TNA, and then all this whole thing. And it's just... One, I can't believe there's defenders of it, the 2023 NWA product right now. There are some people on that on that on that roster who are definitely much better than the sum of their parts, but they are where they are, right? In NWA, Effie Effie wins. You it's like you just the second you start trying to go after him, he's in your head so deep. It's just I love it to death. This is yeah, and he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care yeah. what you have to say back. Yeah. It's not going to bother him in the slightest. Effie, and that's the thing. There's very few people that are like actually good at trolling, and Effie's one of them. 
Like if you want to, if you want to try and troll Effie, he will get you back, and he's just better <laughs> at it than you are. I do want to say really quick. Here's what blows my mind about Billy Corgan, because he is clearly very successful in other endeavors, or endeavors, and only got into the pro wrestling because he is a fan of pro wrestling. How do you be that big of a fan of pro wrestling that you would take your hard-earned millions of dollars from being in the Smashing Pumpkins and all that, and in your later years decide, not that he's super old, but just decide, I'm going to buy into this historic promotion and I'm going to run a televised, quotation marks, sounding they're actually on TV anywhere. <laughs> like, why are you going, how do you like be that big of a fan that you could be successful in something else, jump in, put all this time and effort into it, and just be so bad at producing a pro wrestling product that it is just going down in flames. TNA so still exists, despite Dixie Carter. How is Billy Corgan worse than Dixie Carter at pro wrestling? Don't know, but I mean, Billy was Dixie's first answer to get rid of the company. <laughs> that didn't work well at all. And then besides that, he decides to keep, he, he keeps going. And it's just like, Jamie and I have worked with people like this here uh, that are just very bad at their job, right? Mm -hmm. And they keep going forward with it. And you can take that person and put them somewhere else. Like, no, you, no, no, no. And they're very bad at that job. And they're very bad just at everything, right? I don't know. I can't understand that mentality because in my head, I am conscious enough to know when I'm that bad at something and just not do that. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea where this, no idea. Is it ego? Who knows? And when it first launched, like when they first launched power on YouTube and we're doing the throwback Crockett wrestling setup and all that people are into it. And Shocker. then they sell it for a little while and realize this is not going to go well. And just everyone stopped watching outside of the, the Fox news crowd. It does make yeah. me feel for my boy Dak Draper, though. He should be signed somewhere much bigger. And there's several in yeah. NWA, I feel. That's what I don't want to necessarily bury all the talent themselves, but the product as a total is just bad. Yeah, like I agree. Like Dak Draper, um, you know, Pollo Del Mar, uh, they actually have a pretty solid women's division over there, they too. Um, you know, it's just. You want the people to do well. You just don't want that promoter to do well. If that <laughs> makes any kind of sense. Like a changing of the guard. I don't know. Hey, how about this, guys? How about we start a GoFundMe and we buy the NWA? <laughs> we got we got to do what my idea was for it, though. Return to a you know quarterly road show sort of thing, right? Where we sell like you know build the fuck out of a show in like Houston or in Dallas or in, you know, Kansas city and, you know, Nashville, you know, build the fuck out of it for like three, get a bunch of names to it, do like an old school blowout one night thing. And then four months later, same thing. Right. That's what we got to do. I'm in. I always thought if you, if you ran the occasional show in the right markets, you could sell a lot of tickets just doing a straight up old school wrestling show. 
Yeah. But also everyone on the show wrestles like it's the 1980s. Like Absolutely. it's that very kind of cheesy, hokey kind of wrestling. And everyone in the crowd's in on it. <clears throat> and it would be a phenomenal night. And it would be super entertaining. M- TNA, back when they were still Impact, they did that for a few years in a row. Did you ever see those shows they did? I saw one of them, and it was great. It was fantastic, and everybody loved it because it was <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, you, you can't overdo it. You can only do it every once in a while, but that's why you, you do a couple different cities every year, like a quarterly show, and people would show up for that. Like That's just a fun night out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of fun night out, gentlemen... I don't know if we do. We didn't announce this last week because we didn't officially know. We did not. But the calendars in Kansas City better be marked for March eighth. Yes, sir. Official. Mountain City. So we <clears throat> we've, we 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 know. Okay, we'll get to it more as it gets a little bit later on. But we've known about this for a little bit here, but we haven't really broken it and you know discussed it. But new wrestling promotion in Kansas City. Uh, it's going to be in Olathe, Olathe, Kansas, uh, March 8th will be the first show. We're super excited for it. More details will be coming soon. Uh, is it Fountain City Pro? Fountain, Fountain City Casey? Fountain City Pro. Yep. Fountain City Pro. Go follow them on Twitter. I'll put a link down in the description box as well, too. Go follow them on Twitter. Stay up to date uh, for updates. If you're close to Kansas City, Definitely worth checking out here. Uh, we are excited for it. It's going to be a really great time. Um, yeah, there may or may not be somebody related to one of the three people on the stays who could potentially be a cornerstone of this promotion. Potentially, we don't. Well, know. and I bet that per- other person might be a part of this promotion. As Very well. possible. We don't know, but could <laughs> possibly T T B D, but. Yeah, I, I I will likely be there for their first show. <laughs> Jamie and I definitely Shocker. will be there in attendance, and we'll have more mm-hmm. information coming up sooner. After the new year, we might even uh, get get uh, get some of the owners to pop in here a little bit, because we do know them uh, personally, all three of us do. So, um, yeah, might get them to pop in here, maybe talk a little bit as it's closer to the show, but just mark your calendars. March 8th, Olathe, Kansas, Fountain City Pro kick it off. Your brother-in-law? Who's your brother-in-law? And why am I unaware of this? We're all staring at chat, looking for Rob's answer here, for those of you listening to us. There is a delay. (laughs) There is a delay. There is a delay. Well, while Rob types that up in there. um, All right. You want to talk about uh, a go-home show? Yeah, maybe want to go Something home. Like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe want to go home, but I was already home. Um, you, you guys did not like this show at all. No, I'm just gonna be honest. No, I actually yeah. did. I did not mind this, but I do. I, want- I liked it more than Jamie. I uh, I uh, thought if it was just a random Wednesday dynamite, it was fine. Yeah, same. But this outside of a, a few small things, one major thing, which we will get to fairly soon. Uh, but outside of a few things, it really didn't seem like they were trying to sell you on a $50 pay-per-view this Saturday. They've got my money no matter what. I'm going to watch any pay-per-view they throw out there. But I would have liked to see, uh, especially coming off 
last week's dynamite, which was more match based, but last week's dynamite was phenomenal. Really good. And it just seemed like a uh, we got to fill two hours of TV before we get to the pay per view this weekend, rather than a hey, here's a two hour advertisement to get you to spend fifty dollars with us this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I distinctly now you, this is before your time on our on the podcast here with us, Austin. But I remember Jamie. We had a few discussions in the past, specifically I want to say, oh, a little over a year and a half ago and before, about how bad AEW is at go home shows because they had a stretch there where the go home shows were terrible. Nobody yeah. on the on the on the on the pay per view wrestled on the show. You weren't doing anything. It was just lackluster. It was bad, 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 bad for AEW shows as far as they go. And it feels I mean, like they're starting to revert back to a little bit of those tendencies for go home. It 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 felt like a random Wednesday. It did, and they had just a couple tie-ins. Like, to, mm-hmm. I think I honestly, you know, also hit the nail right on the head there. And that's what pisses me off about it because I'm expecting, okay, we'll get a sting sighting. You know, we're going to get the build up for this. We'll, we'll hopefully get some, maybe get a, a, a decent promo out of our father, you know, and nope, wasn't even there. No Christian, no nothing. Yeah. yeah and but, like, I'm, I'm sure some of these, other folks that weren't there tonight will be on collision, but this show did nothing to make me want to watch collision on Friday. Cause it's a special Friday collision. Uh, it just kind of made me think that collision will likely be kind of mailed in too. And like, <laughs> if they advertise a really cool match, I might tune in, but yeah, there was just, there was not that sense of urgency that there's this big event coming up for collision, 90% of the show. Collision matches I've seen. Dax Harwood versus Roosh. Okay. You have uh, Soraya and Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby. Uh, versus uh, Sheeta and... No, no, no. Yeah, Sheeta and uh, Statlander. That makes sense <laughs> somewhere. It makes, it makes no sense because you have Stat and a triple threat with... Uh, Julia Hart and oh. the winner, the winner of, of the, the women's match. match. So like, you know, I mean, but yeah, so to, to answer your question, all and then there's a Miro match, which Miro's not going to be on the pay per view, which I'm excited. But I'm excited no, about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But yeah, Collision's almost its own separate thing, completely from the pay per view. So it's definitely not a go home. But wait, I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure that Miro's not on the pay per view. Miro might be the devil. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh he looked the 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 devil's, devil's a little bit uh, black is slimming. <laughs> you know? I you know, I, I tried that for years. Yeah, you know, me and Jamie are like, how much black do you have to wear? I'll wear all the black shit. <laughs> yeah, all the black. All right. Um let's, let's right, so let's just go let's just get through this. Um <laughs> you know there there was some good stuff. Like I, I know, like I'm just upset because I was expecting more and I got I just was left wanting guys and I'm sorry. Uh, so if I come across as like super Debbie Downer he's on just, the he's show. He's just sitting here fall, taking this falling a step behind. Don't worry about him. All it, right. You know, and I apologize right now, but um it did start off with a solid banger of a match, and that was Orange Cassidy and Hook going against John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. The one thing too that killed me about this this show, I don't know if you guys got the same vibe. That crowd 
was not into it like at all very few times where they really get up to it and i've heard i don't know if austin if you could speak to this better than probably jamie and i can for sure you know but i've heard southern california crowds are a little bit different of a wrestling crowd in general i mean you could say that but that's where pwg resided forever and they were super into it uh point I think with the crowd, it's kind of similar to what I was talking about last week after I'd gone to Collision and sat in the crowd. Very similar to the Collision crowd I was in. Uh, very, like, they, they popped for the stuff they were supposed to pop for, but there wasn't a lot of the, the sustained reactions and the in-between stuff. For a lot of the stuff that was going on tonight, like, you weren't super invested in one person winning over the other. Uh, it, it didn't give you like, even this one, you know, we start out with, with hook and orange Cassidy against Mox and Yuta people like Mox people really like orange mm -hmm. Cassidy. Uh, they pop for spots here and there, uh, but they weren't really cheering for one side or the other. And that, that takes a lot of just the wind out of the sails in between reactions. You'll pop for the cool stuff that happens, but you're not really getting behind one guy or rooting against another. And I think that's that's kind of a big problem with a... It's hard to call it a problem because people are still over. Uh, I think when mm -hmm. you have most of your roster is cool enough to be likable and cheered for, I think you have a very high floor when it comes to crowd reactions, but it lowers your ceiling on a lot of stuff because there's, there's just very few people on the roster. The crowd is just completely solidly behind over almost anybody else. Right. Plus, you had six matches, and one of the matches had st any stakes to it. That's just because of yeah. the bonkersness that was that match, right? Everything else was – this is probably the closest there was aside from that. I mean, technically, the women's match had some stakes to it, but let's be real. Okay, we'll get to the women's match in a second. I mean, my highlight of this whole match was the storytelling between John Moxley and Orange Cassidy, especially when John Moxley no-sold the shit out of the Orange Punch. Like <laughs> – that for me is like yes, I want this because then it it creates that he might be the champion, but he is super underdog. So when he does get put over, because he will get put over, ladies and gentlemen, calling it now, um, it's gonna be a huge like momentous occasion that's gonna push Orange Cassidy even further in his stratosphere because he was able to actually slay the dragon that is John Moxley. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to their match at full gear. Uh, a couple spots in this match were, like, good storytelling and really cool. Nothing wrong with it. But this match didn't necessarily, like, sell me more on their match at full gear. Uh, Not necessary, no. One thing I thought was a little weird about this match, and uh, I'm interested to see if, if y'all agree. I think Wheeler Yuta looked, like, more dangerous than Hook. And I don't think that's good for Hook and what they're trying to do with him. It it kind of exposed <laughs> Hook a bit that he's in there with the least charismatic person on the AEW roster, and Yuta looked like he could beat the shit out of Hook. I you know at the very beginning, what I wanted to say about this match was that Hook by far was the weak link in this match. Wheeler char charisma be damned. Wheeler can go in between the ropes, yeah. right? And this kind of young boy persona he's taken under the wings. I especially love it when it's with Moxley because Moxley knows how to play that to Wheeler's advantage. 
treating him mm-hmm. in front of the crowd like a young boy, right? You push him out. It's like it's it helps him because it it a he doesn't have to say shit, right? Which is perfect. Something that some other people could use in this company, right? <laughs> you know. But to your point, Hook, what is it? What is Hook? Pretty face for the ladies. Taz's son. That's it. <laughs> yeah. and they, I mean, they they started early on, kind of presenting him as a killer, which only works for so long. Because eventually, he's got to start like bumping for people and losing for people and stuff. Yeah. But like, when his whole gimmick is he's just kind of like his dad, this just like murder machine, and he just looks less aggressive and less dangerous than the weakest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. It's just not a great look for him. He's got to get a neck like his father has. That would help. He needs to bulk up. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. I'm like, if he's going to be a killer, he needs to have no neck like his dad. Especially, there were parts in this match where, like, he was was clearly just, like, trying to keep up. And he was doing his best. I don't want to, like, shit on Hook or anything. But there was times where he was, like, kind of just doubled over, moving around the ring. And he looked so lanky with his arms just hanging down there. It was... It, just stuff it, 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 it was not the greatest for him, but the other three picked it up. Yeah, and we definitely I feel good about the setup for Mox and Orange Cassidy. Ooh. Though I already knew it was gonna be a good match. I didn't necessarily need this piece for it, but I do appreciate it because it is a go home show. This is, what, this is what you expect from a go home show. You have the participants in some way kind of around you. That's what a go home is. Rob gets it. He needs to bulk up a little bit. Although he needs he needs to get like Rambo one, like right now, like Rambo one. Just get puffy, you know. <laughs> then, then he then he can cut and get more straight at Julius out, man. God, Which, those those young Taz <laughs> picks though, young Taz picks are my favorite because it's just like a <laughs> it's it's like a grimace walking around from the from the shoulders of us. Anyway, sorry. Let's go. Uh. For all those who really care, Tropic Thunder is available on Hulu right now, just so you know. Um, anyway, the movie that it. could definitely not be made today. <laughs> yeah, we're watching that through uh, one of the one of the Twitch channels I'm on here. I, we're watching that next Friday for our movie of the week. So, <laughs> Such a good movie. Nice. All right. So do you guys, chronologically, The Bright Spot let's, is let's, next. Let's save that. Or do you want, you want to go right into it, Austin? I'm good either way. Your call. Your your pirate or captain in this pirate ship. Jamie, what do you say? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put pin it. Okay. Uh, because we might as well just keep kind of getting shitty. Um. There was a match between Red Velvet and Sky Blue. Red versus Blue is Halo Wars all over again. I've been wanting to do that all night. <laughs> it it was bad. Like I I I want to be like oh they they yeah no it was bad like and it's unfortunate too because in some spots and parts it was really good it was there was a couple sequences where they did some cool innovative shit uh, mm-hmm. and there was a couple sequences where it just kind of looked like they were tripping over each other it was uh, but yeah. it got some time too and it's. Mm-hmm. You know, when was the last time you had a a match with mid-card women talent on Dynamite (laughs) that that got a commercial break and a long, you know, front and back of it? It was, they got some time, they had some bright spots, um, but especially when you, when you kind of trip at the finish line, literally, and you, you botch the finish a bit, it just, 
<laughs> I mean, that was ooh, that was so not good. Not what you want on TV for sure. Well, that's, okay. To be fair, therein lies the problem with the way that finisher is. It looks great when you do it and you pull it out somewhere, but have that as the finisher for the girl, you know? Because she has another finisher she does where it's like kind of like a was a reverse like Russian leg sweep face plant something. Or yeah, another. she did yeah. the, the skyfall. 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 That's a better finisher in my opinion for her. Because you have someone who just rehabbed a, an ACL injury, you're going to try and do that too, and you didn't line up right for it earlier in the match. You didn't quite line up right for it again, and you got the result you got. <clears throat> Here's what I will say positive, okay? I do love me some Red Velvet. She is definitely rusty still. It's her second second match back or oh, third match back because uh ruby got flowers delivered her in the middle of a match on uh on rampage last week and and you know led red to win um she's rusty right okay i get that right she just came back off an injury she's probably psychologically still like what whatever right i will say this sky is trying some different stuff. She's not just bubbly blue as her personality, right? So there is a little bit that they're trying there. Is it working the best? Not yet. No. Maybe no, not at all. But at least they're giving it a try. So there's that. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Yeah, I would have rather they did this match on Collision and gave us Cheetah against somebody to sell us on the pay-per-view. Why don't they give us the master uh, giving us on rampage tonight? The yeah. Sheeta, Sheeta and Statlander versus Ruby and Soraya. Yeah. That's a and especially with match, the right? time that this match got that tag match could have that time. You've, you've got your women's champion on your flagship show Champions. for the go home. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Uh, and you know, announce Friday's match. You know, put this <laughs> the qualifier on Friday, and then announce like, "Hey, on Collision, the winner of this match will get to wrestle in the Triple Threat." The paper, like, I would rather seen that, but at, at least, like I said, at least they're given uh, some of the non-main event women a decent, decent time slot. Uh, not in the uh, you know the eight ten hour or whatever they normally go. Mm-hmm. So we can at least take that from it. <laughs> So, <clears throat> I think they should have done Tony's tune-up match. Because Tony asked for a tune-up match when Mariah May came in there. That I thought that would have been too. perfect. And it would have set up with Mariah there. Also, for the go-home, you know, it makes a lot of sense. For go-home. Again, I'm going to just hammer home the go-home <laughs> here. Because this could have been a collision match to throw somebody in on the, on the pay-per-view. Because, honestly, the the... The women's match everybody cares about is Sheeta Tony Storm. That's what everybody cares about. Absolutely. And you've you've telegraphed this. You telegraphed this here. Sky Blue is definitely turning to Julia's dark side, helping Julia win the title from Statlander at the pay per view. Pin it. Mark my words. That's what I want too. Which is great. That's what I want too. But yeah, yeah, that's a secondary title. To your point, Jamie. But but the thing is, for go home. Right, I'm agreeing. I don't want to see. A person coming off injury, a person with very little to no personality, and both of them are still relatively green in the ring. You know, we we saw Sky Blue get dumped on her head. We saw, um, you know, a a botch finish, which I know I get it. 
things happen, but like when it happened multiple times within one match, you kind of got to think, you know, like, hey. Plus, you know, you're only doing one women's match, so I, your I think magnifying this is the glass is pulled match. out. Yeah, this is the wrong match for tonight. Like, I would have preferred this match on Collision. Bring the Sheeta match over. I think that would have been great. Whatever. But, like, it was the wrong match because well, this is a go-home. I think that's an- what really got the me. The answer was you needed two matches. This would have been fine if you had another women's match, too, because that's really what you needed, right? Hey, 2024, buddy. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about it. Uh, Big Rob does want to make a make make point here. She's now navy blue. Not She's no longer sky blue. She's navy Navy blue. beans, navy beans, navy <laughs> beans. Brazil should be dark blue. Never dark. been alone in a crowded room, but she'll be dark blue. At least that would be some character development. It would be. Like, just different shades of blue. <laughs> 50 <laughs> shades of blue. Um, I don't think they can put that on TV, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, probably not. So, um, All right. They, you arguably had the most fun match of the night, at least in my opinion, because you had Samoa Joe going against John Cruz, and Samoa Joe did might have been his best walk-off of all time. Because that dude literally jumped. A... Well, that dude just jumped and just saw him walk and just gave him the look like, what the fuck? And just kept going. <laughs> it was like the best ever. Because I'm like, that like that, that just felt so good. Yeah, still was... back at TNA. I wouldn't say the best ever, but i say it's what one of What was that gentleman's best. name again? I have John no idea. Cruise. Is that, John I, I literally Cruise. wrote down local talent because I didn't catch his name. <laughs> I, I wanted to specifically ask his name because just I'm going to I'm going to give him a, a round of applause. That was just such a glorious squash match effort <laughs> on his part. He didn't make it overly silly and about himself, uh, but he made it entertaining while Samoa Joe was beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And it was it was well done. Just just tip of the cap to that gentleman. Yeah, that that jump though, like he that's walked Jamie's off, favorite Samo- like, what? That's one of Jamie's what? favorite things in wrestling. You know, there's lion tamers, there's other sorts of submission sort of things, this and that. Strong style, Japanese strong style, more strong style, technical technical wrestling. Samoa Joe's walk away. That's his like. That's dude, what he likes. It's so great though, <laughs> because it's such a G move, dude. Like it's a fantastic like, the way he does it. Like, the way- fuck off. Yeah, I like it when he is like in middle or whatever. And then he kind of he he did one against uh, Christopher Daniels back in TNA that I remember, where it was going to town with it, and it, it it came out of nowhere. But he ended up like twelve feet away from him and doing this like, what the fuck is this guy behind me? If this was a throwback to that, hundred percent, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, the the, the Samoa Joe squash was one of the high points of the night for me for sure. I like. It. And then of course him telling MJF, he's like, I got we're in my we're in my hood. I'm extending my hand, you know. Which he also gives him a warning that you know, friendship or not, he's coming because he is inevitable. So he's Thanos now, no, confirmed. Is it inevitable? Which I thought was perfect, by the way. All right. So we'll move on to I kind of think um a good match that I thought was going to be at a higher level. Cause I've seen them be at a higher level again. It just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like this was missing something. And if maybe you, have, it was just if you have really good lasagna every single night, that 10th night, that lasagna is like, meh. 
Even though it's the exact same lasagna you've had. Yeah, for the you last probably tell him that minutes. to Garfield. Ah, good point. Fuck you, Garfield. Come at me. <laughs> no, so yeah, you had, you had Commander yeah. instead of Ray Phoenix, but it's basically Young Bucks Lucha Bros, right? Yeah, and and I gotta give Commander his flowers before I, I'll get your guys' thoughts. He was a lot quicker than he usually is. Other than I did see him take like three deep breaths before he walked across one time. I'm like, okay, take your time, dude. It's fine. Um, but then he also did hit a, a killer uh, um, destroyer, and like, I mean, you had all all the moves. Then you had heal shit in order to win for the, the Bucks in their hometown, which I thought was great, too. That ad, adds to them going up against the Golden Jets, um, which I think I think I knew it was going to that one. But, um, yeah. What would you guys think? Uh, again, it was it's one of those things. It's like I knew what I was going to get. I watched it, and I got what I thought I was going to get. And it was fine. You know? It wasn't necessarily like – you know, the greatest that they've had together, right? You know, but mm-hmm. it perfectly fine, you know? Did it serve a lot of purpose going as a go-home show match, though? Yeah, that was the thing with it. Like, it was a fun match, had some cool spots. Not not bad by any means, but it there was nothing at stake. And the Bucks are kind of in that in a weird gray area between they bend faces, but they're kind of being assholes now, but they're not quite heel yet. Uh, Penta, they just throw out there for whatever they need when they need like several destroyers on a show, which I'm always down to see. So uh, that was the thing. It just, it was a match. And a lot of times when AEW gives you a match, that's supposed to be just like a dope wrestling match. More often than not, something you haven't seen before, and as JJ was saying, we we've kind of seen this. Not this exact combination of luchas, but Bucks versus luchas is yeah. fun, but there's there's no stakes, and it's if this was, a, was a decent TV match. If this is a random Wednesday in the middle of March in Southern California, having a bunch of Southern California kids. Uh, I know that technically Lucha Brothers they originated from Mexico City, but they do live in LA now. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's their home, and the, yeah, that's what you want to see in L.A. If you're if you're from L.A., right? You want to see Luchas versus the Young Bucks because that's your stuff. So, like a random Wednesday, if they're at if they're in Ontario, California, for a Dynamite, fantastic. As a go home show, though, you just threw us out there for that same reason, even though it's a go home show. So, yeah. and commentary even tried putting it over that hey, yeah. if. if- you know, Penta and Commander win here. They should be added to that triple threat match. But you knew that wasn't going to happen. There's a whole story going on with the Bucks and Kenny and Jericho. So, yeah, it just it they didn't give you a reason to really care outside of like popping for the cool shit you saw, which there was plenty of in this match. Mm-hmm. So. It did give me one little sliver. And of course, my fancy booking island brain went nuts with it. <laughs> And Rob's right. I, the Bucks are gonna turn heel, hardcore. Oh yeah, like not 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 just a little bit, not just a little bit, guys. The the Bucks are gonna lose. The, the I'm calling now. The Bucks lose, but they're gonna win the war because they are going to join the Don Cal's family. Ooh, that's a broad stroke you're painting there, Jamie. Think about it. 
I think they'll. So, I think they're gonna go full heel. You know, never go full heel. They're gonna go full heel, and I don't think it's gonna be in the downcast. That's Sean Penn. <laughs> Forrest Gump, a little slow, kind of likable though. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but they don't need to be in Don Callis' family, and Don Callis' family does not need them. Plus, the Don Callis, Young Bucks kind of past relationship, I feel muddies things up for the Don Callis. I don't. I I think full heel without going into Don Callis' family, they're just going to become just super big assholes by themselves. So I actually had that same thought earlier. But I don't think they actually join the Don Callis family. I think they win because Don Callis gets involved. Because I was just thinking earlier, like, there's not really a Don Callis continuation of that story on full gear. And it's still all about Kenny. So I could see Don Callis coming out because if Kenny and Jericho lose, they can't tag anymore. I could see him coming out so... Kenny loses the guy he's tagging with now, and he loses his friends that did have his back. And it's a way to isolate Kenny kind of on an island, except for Abushi, who only shows up like every other month or so. <laughs> so you got a good like six weeks where you got to worry about him again. I think that's the way they're going with it. It's just like further like 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 backpacking this whole like Kenny versus everybody eventuality it's a good way to it's a good way to tie in this aside with the bucks versus kenny and jericho match um and tie it in in hindsight without making don Callis really involved in the build-up to that match i guess is a good way to put it right but what i'm saying is they're basically pulling a rubber band back of kenny omega for like you know kenny versus the world for his eventual kind of like run towards whoever has the title at the time that he gets up there let's put it that way Mm mm-hmm now, I have a feeling that the Bucks are going to find a way to, to – they're going to lose. Because I think it, I think it makes it – I think it, it, I think it tells a better story if Jericho and uh, Omega are together. Like, they continue their story together. Um, but – I don't know, man. Like, I just, I know Don Cal's, it's very obvious the Don Cal's family is going to be very involved. It's just, is it going to be pre or post, you know, like, or during, sorry, during or post match, you know, and, and maybe they screw over the Bucks. Maybe they, I don't know. Cause yeah, think about it. Like, Don Cal's wants to hit Kenny where it hurts most, right? And that's his friends. Yeah. Let's, storytelling we got, we got some we got some options here with some angles so hey i'm i'm all for it taking some angles let's go you want to talk Big about uh, speaking of angles you want to talk about different angles of weaponry <laughs> before that um do you guys want to talk about the the coastal uh or whatever the hell is called it is the continental classic continental classic 12 wrestlers everybody's been asking for this all everybody's been asking for this tournament. I feel like somebody just, on this dais has been asking for some sort of variant of tournament sort of style, something or another. I'm a hundred percent here for it. <laughs> like you've got the roster of some of the best pro wrestlers in the world. Here you are. What a great thing to do, especially between full gear and the tournament finals are going to be at world's end. 
great way to get through the winter season and get to your mm-hmm. build for revolution. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's built in stakes to stuff you have on TV for weeks and weeks and weeks. And one thing I do really enjoy that AEW does is people beat people. Like if you have a tournament like this, there are going to be some matches where Absolutely. two guys are wrestling and you're not sure who can take a loss, but someone's going to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. And it makes the stakes seem even higher. So now that being said, it ultimately comes down to who do they put in this tournament? And it, I really hope it is the best they could possibly put in because if it's like the dynamite dozen battle Royal <laughs> and we're getting daddy magic and Dustin Rhodes, nothing against either of those men it's just going to be a real letdown for me. Well, apparently this is going to be the head, the final for it. For And they didn't say for the title, but for the winner of this Continental Classic, there better be, there better be a damn Sonic ring. Um, it'll be at World's End. So I don't know if it's going to be like the main event, but they're billing it to be a big deal at World's End. And Danielson, Brian Danielson's the only one that's been officially announced for it. You know, broken orbital bone and all. Gonna hop in there with a big old eye patch and do his pirate shtick. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So he's in. So who are some? So let's just get into it. You want the biggest and baddest. You have to give me everybody. But give me a couple people that you'd really enjoy to see in this. Nero. Yeah. Same. It's all of us. Miro. Andrade, honestly. Andrade, Claudio. Like, Claudio I would like would a nice uh, worldwide flair to this tournament as well. Put Penta in it, if especially with you know Phoenix being out. Put Penta in that for sure. Ooh, Eddie Kingston. Kingston, Big Kingston. Rob's got a good one. Takeshita yeah. definitely needs to be in this. Yeah, Coda is Coda good? You said Coda is officially now signed with them, right, Jamie? So put Coda in it. Official, like a referee with a whistle. Put Coda in this motherfucker. We could get. How about, what if we got? Just, just hear me out, boys. What if we get down to it after the whole round robin, we get to the finals, you know, we have the, the semifinals. We have Coda versus Danielson on one side. Andrade versus Miro on the other side. Yeah, but then where's Jeff Jarrett? He's Not in the back there. producing. <laughs> yeah. You and Jeff Jarrett. That's what yeah. I, see, I would good love to this, see though. Jeff Jarrett in it. Jerry would be but, good in this. That's a good place to stick him, you know? But that being said, there's probably 12 more deserving gentlemen 100%. on the roster. Ricky Starks. Yeah. Well, Ricky Starks is one of the first ones that came to mind, too. Daniel Garcia. I think Daniel Garcia would be a really good one. Yeah. I know you hate to hear this, Jamie. Well, actually, no. Because I don't think he'll be there. But I was going to say Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. But he's, um, on, he's on paternity now, so... Uh, yeah, and and he's got the the concuss. Um, who Swerve. else? Swerve. Well, it depends on what happens here when we get into our bright yeah. spot. Um, yeah, let's. You know what? Let's go right into that. Bright let's talk spot. about. Right let's talk about the brights. I then, have another we'll bright spot with, tonight. But yeah. you can go ahead. Let's talk about it. So, we had a face off where they could not touch each other. Or they would both be suspended. So you knew that so shenanigans were going to be afoot. (laughs) But you had an amazing face-off between Paige and Swerve. 
first of all, they let, let you know that it was a Texas death match mm-hmm. uh, at the pay-per-view. And my God, we, we rave about Swerve every week. I don't want to keep doing it. But my God, Swerve is so hot. Um, so they come in the ring. So hot right now. So hot right now. He's like Hansel. So it starts with with uh, Tony asking a question of Swerve and immediately getting the microphone taken to from him by Swerve, who has it immediately taken from him by Hangman. And Swerve didn't say a word, and that made this even better. Not because Swerve can't talk, but because you don't need him to talk. Right, Austin? He's He's got that good heat, that good heel yeah. heat just being there. Good. This this was the the by quite a large margin high point of the night. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a little knowledge and let y'all know exactly why this was the high point of the night. Ooh! It's is it stash time? I'm 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 combing the stash for this one. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh. Is that, that means it's extra poignant knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh so I I have uh, I have used the phrase tip the cap several times tonight, but I'm going to literally tip the cap. <laughs> uh, this segment was something, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier how, about how a lot of AEW's roster there's just a really blurred line. We talked about last week. A lot of people exist in the middle. You don't get a clear good guy, a clear bad guy, and a personal issue between the two. And you got that here, and that's why it was so much better, because they made you believe the stakes were high for this match. And not only any match, a Texas death match where they can literally just beat the piss out of each other with whatever they have handy nearby. Uh, like you said, the the fact that Swerve didn't say a word when he's he's been the one doing most of the talking was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Hangman Page cut just a phenomenal babyface promo. He had the fire and the anger you would expect from someone talking to a man who had just broke into his house two weeks ago or whatever. It Maybe was. his best promo in AEW. Definitely his best promo in the last year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. This was this was Adam Page being the babyface that I think AEW really needs him to be. He's one of the few guys on the roster that is both super cool and a little lame at the same time. <laughs> and I mean that he's yeah. a little lame in an endearing way. <laughs> it's true. Like he's a dad. He's the anxious millennial cowboy, but he's still going to beat a man's ass when he needs to. And you got all of that from him tonight. The stipulate, the stipulation they'd be suspended. If they touch each other, allowed him to cut that promo without any physicality, which you needed as well. But the fact that he pointed out, I can't touch you, but I can touch him. And then threw hands at Nana and Swerve couldn't do anything about it. Was just kind of like, I, I bring it up all the time where AEW has a bad habit of making their baby faces look like dipshits. Adam mm-hmm. Page looked like a man who was still very much the baby face, your hero in this situation, but also was pushed to the edge and he was going to take it out on somebody. And then, After all of that, the absolute chef's kiss of this entire segment was Swerve's face standing on the ramp at the end of it. 
it was the first time you saw that confidence kind of go away Mm -hmm. and it wasn't Mm -hmm. cowardice. It wasn't really fear. (laughs) It was that he, he just told you with his face. He had that moment where maybe I fucked up here and he he didn't have to say a word moment. No, (laughs) he said it with his face and you need that from heels. And that's the thing you don't get from heels in AEW. They're always a little too cocky, a little too cool. I'm looking at you, MJF, when you were a heel. It was just always, eh, I got like it was always just too casual. Like you always had it, but Swerve in that brief moment just sold. I'm in for some shit on Saturday, and it made me want to give them fifty of my hard-earned American dollars <laughs> to watch the shit they're getting into. So just mm-hmm. one of the best segments I think I've seen AEW do in a very long time. <laughs> This that is what a go home's for. This is what a go home's for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That was the very best yes. of pro wrestling right there. That's what pro wrestling can be when it's perfectly done. <clears throat> and you're going to get a dope match out of it too. So they're not mutually exclusive. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The blow off for this is going to be amazing. The blow off is going to be so good. And, you know, uh, well, that's, uh, first of all, we're going to go back to regular. That's a fantastic stash of knowledge here. So. A, a stash of praise. <laughs> yes. Now, so, with a little knowledge. Go ahead, Jamie. You you go there. So, yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple thoughts so, on it. So this was again like you use use masterclass. I love how you use that, and I think it was exactly that because it was time for Adam to get personal, <clears throat> you know, and that was the thing that I really enjoyed, and I wrote this down. You're not the man you think you are. It's the reason your fiance left you, and it's the reason your kids won't talk to you. Oof. I'm like, damn, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like right in the dick, like ouch, perfect, and the intensity, mm. like it, yeah, like I'm I'm a Adam Hangman Page fan. We've we've talked how. He is a bit inconsistent on the mic, or incredibly inconsistent on the mic. But when he's on, man, he throws out good stuff. And typically, he has to be a little personal with it. Because I think the last time he was really good on the mic was when he kind of went off on CM Punk. I 1,000% agree with you on that, yes. And the last time before that was the, the Kenny Omega feud, right? Yeah. So here is my kind of revelation from everything i wrote down the fiance and kid line too that one was great also did like how he started with the yeah how dumb he was how dumb he was to go to a man's house and do this and you know you you, it's at this moment you fucked up sort of situation you know like you said there austin you're dumber than you were two years ago when you got fired you know he started throwing heaters at it which it's not the same, I know, and I'm not trying to make the same straight line comparison, but 2023 AEW version of an a of a Stone Cold Steve Austin light, right, is a little bit what I felt from some of him I mean, tonight, right? And he, it, they the whole package, he comes out in black, you know, cowboy in black sort of bit, right? You know, so that's an old Western trope, sure. I get it, right? But just kind of the way he was throwing at it, it was personal. He made it personal. He, he he came he came with fire and he came with an edge to him, which he doesn't usually have. He's usually 
Adam Hangman Page here to have a good match. Adam Hangman Page. <laughs> that's, a, that's all he is. Here he has this edge. And I say if this kind of becomes a continuation of it, and if they are indeed, and the best thing they can do for Hangman is turn the Bucks heel. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. It just The whole thing is like he was just there and part of the elite again. And, you know, we wasn't doing dick. So this gives him some momentum trajectory. And to your point, makes him the face that you think that they want him to be. So, but he can be that face with an edge because it's the land of tweeners, right? I like this. Have him keep the edge even after Swerve. I know it's not going to be the same intensity, but have him keep a little edge to him because he's better when he has an edge to him, right? I yeah, do, and you know. he's he's one of those few guys that can have an edge. And again, kind of like you were saying, not making a straight line comparison, but John Cena had a bit of this too, where he could have an edge when he needed him to. But he just looked like too nice of a guy for you to like really hate him. Yeah. And that makes for a great baby face. I don't think the comparison between Hangman and Stone Cold is that far off. I just think Stone Cold was a little more to, to steal some D&D terms, was a little more chaotic <laughs> neutral. And Adam Page is just chaotic good. Right, like he's just a right. good guy. But All he's fun. got that edge and you can bring it out of him. And that's what they did tonight. And the... Uh, the other thing about this this whole storyline leading up to this match, kind of going back to what I was saying about the tournament, someone's going to lose. Yep. And I could see it being either way, but it's one of those matches where you don't get this very often in, in pro wrestling, almost never in the other company, but where you get two guys where you see both of them as like almost kind of unbeatable guys, but someone's got to lose. My request, Tony Khan and others is not to immediately come back with a, you know, take three of this. Please. <laughs> I know it'll hurt the person who loses for the, in the intermediate, but this is so good, and this payoff's going to be great on Saturday. If we get this again in a month, I think it's going to diminish the story a little bit. you got to let it percolate if you want it to. Let them kind of do some other things. And then if you want to come back to it, you can come back to it. I think you've got goal accomplished. You got Swerve with his eyesight where he needs to be as far as trajectory, right? And where he is on the level with, you know, in the company. And I think you got your big baby face coming out of it regardless, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not, don't beat this over the head with 50-50 booking. Please, God. Couldn't agree more. One last thing. One last thing. Sorry, I meant, I meant to get this earlier. I totally missed it. I love the Nana pieces of this because it delivered my favorite line of the night when he's telling him about how Nana's using him to sell shirts and all this stuff. And he takes that money. He goes buys weed from the high school kid in the parking lot. Well, after I get done kicking your ass, Nana, I'm going to beat your ass and steal your weed. Yeah, Best line ever. The the Nana stuff was great. The Nana <laughs> stuff was up. The, the entire segment was just. S-tier pro wrestling TV from top to bottom. There better be I'm going to beat your ass and steal your weed t-shirt somewhere. That's all I'm saying. I might have to make it. Fuck it. I'm going to beat your ass and steal your weed. That's <laughs> so good. All right. Well, and honestly, gentlemen, this is where it really starts turning into a go-home show. Like that moment. And then the rest of the stuff they're getting ready to talk about does a really good job of pontificating towards 
the go homeness of a go home show. <clears throat> so after this, you had the guns with Juice going up against Peter Avalon and Dean Alexander. Shout out Dean, <laughs> KS City Boy. Um, my honestly, my favorite part of the whole damn thing is when uh, right after the entrance, uh, the the dark lights on or just the spotlight, sorry, on the guns, and they go back and like there's so much of the smoke and everything, you could hear Juice go, "I can't see anything." <laughs> I love Juice Robinson. I love Juice so much. Oh, yes. And Juice's gear, did you all see his gear? He's got a gun holster, like, built into his gear. I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Juice is off his rocker. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, I mean, the guns beat the shit out of, of, you know, the not-so-local local talent. Um But then, you know, they, they cut a promo and they, they vow to be MJF. You know, they did this two on two and this mm-hmm. is good. It's going to be a two on one and all this stuff. And then um, the next best part of the entire match and everything was after they hit the three to ten to Yuma, they got the pin and here comes Juice pretending he's a dog. pissing <laughs> on Dan Alexander's face. <laughs> best thing ever. I love Juice Robinson. So oh, he's so good. <laughs> On national TV, just pissing on a guy like he's a dog. You know, he does that, and he gets to go home to Tony Storm every night. Life must be rough for that dude. You know what's hilarious? We 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 talked about this. The, I guarantee you that probably you get home, and it's the most dull, boring house ever. They're just sitting there quietly drinking some tea, watching a little NCIS or something. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I like that, to think he takes Cardblade home with him. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I just got this image of him at home eating dinner with his wife. Like they're having chicken and broccoli or whatever. And like they have three seats set up. It's it's those two right here and the Cardblade right there. Like a whole plate of food. In front of him. <laughs> yeah. And Tony's like, why do we got to get out of plate every time? He goes, he's right here. Stop it. Don't talk to him about that. How great of a segment would that shit be? That's why they got it. Well, well, unfortunately, Tony legs got Tony Storm's got legs on her own because I think that, I mean, there's no chance they're doing, they're pulling her into the the bullet club, Austin, especially since they give her her own like sidekick now. But if they did, that would be fantastic. At least that's in the back pocket for later on. They can still go to that when they need to. Just think about this, though. Like, that would be a great second. And and it's been proven. It's been proven Tony Khan does listen to this show. Because he did take some pointers from us uh, just mm. recently. He did. So, so, this needs to happen, Tony Khan. I know you watch us. Well, and yeah. you, you don't subscribe to us. But you should. Anyway, if you're also watching and you're not liking subscribe, please do that. Appreciate <laughs> it. does a lot for us. Um, and we're really funny. Um, at least I am. And y- you have this just gold mine right there of those two and then it's gonna hit and when it hits guys it is going to be so effing glorious that we get those two together doing vignettes and everything and like they should have it like where he does it where he has his like hair slicked back but still like kind of crazy in the back but like just the top is like slicked back because you know he has to look the part for her oh yes make this happen (laughs) Uh, one day one day Tony Tony Storm were were you gonna did did we pass her? We we, we went right past her. We her. Let's talk. You can talk about. It. Let's talk about. 
I just wanted to bring up how phenomenal it was. I mean, it, it's always great, but yeah, this week's her her just dedication to this character, uh, it's it's hilarious, but not just inherently silly at the same time. Somehow, uh, that her that vignette with Mariah May was fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to actually see Mariah May wrestle, like. Groken goes. I've seen her like, do some wrestling. She, I've seen her do some stardom matches. She she's not just a pretty face, gentlemen. She could wrestle. She is and it she is Mickey James. She can wrestle, and this is a hundred percent the Mickey James storyline. Mickey James could mm-hmm. wrestle like a son of a bitch, too, you know? Oh, dude. So good. Can't epic wait. All right. So after this, um, you had a quick little war daddy thing about how he's gonna beat MJF. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, he's gonna make the devil his bitch. Great. Um, okay, Lord, Lou. And then you had chaos. This is probably the best way I could put it. You had the like a dragon Gaiden street fight: Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Kota Ibushi, Paul White versus the Don Callis family of Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs, Kyle Fletcher, and Brian Hobbs. Brian Cage. Uh, or it doesn't Cage. matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> they used to be tag. Remember when they were partners? And yeah, then they, they hate talked each other about and now they're team basically- Taz partners. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, this match was just a shit show, but in the best possible way. Thank Does you. that make sense? I loved this more than I had imagined I would because I was all like, oh, Paul White is going to suck. They tried was- to kill Kota Ibushi. They legit tried to kill him. They tried to kill him. They might have killed Paul White. They pulled a fucking bicycle into a spot which i haven't been on my my bike as much lately since i had all my back issues but my god a bicycle into a spot and then they used it as a wet like they actually started to get they were actually not far off there is a ton of sharp angles on a bike especially the part they were hitting coda with it's amazing there wasn't blood everywhere brain buster on the bike look yeah brutal Right on the derailleur, right on the place with all the gears and the wire sticking out, you know, and all this. The pedals, they had like the old flat pedals that are sharp as fuck around the edges. It's unbelievable. Yeah, pipe. Uh, the, they went everywhere, you know. They 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 did a very smart thing with Paul White after he he slightly murdered uh, Kyle Fletcher off of the, the ramp. Him and uh, Will Hobbs go out to the garage area, the loading dock, and – I was surprised to see Hobbs power slam Paul White. Not going to lie. That did surprise me. Mm. Yeah, that was a cool cleanest. spot. That was a really cool spot. So while I probably enjoy gimmicky street fights, especially ones that are just there to put over a sponsor more than most, <laughs> uh, there's something inherently carny in pro wrestling about putting an entire match around a sponsorship you got, and I'm here for it 100% of the time. I actually did not really care for this one. There were definitely some cool spots, but I thought it was like 75% just mindless brawling and filler. Right, good point. And it probably didn't need half an hour. See, I like this one infinitely times more than I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. See, out like I, I, I love that one. I enjoyed the Texas Chainsaw nope. Massacre one. This one, uh, this one, one because it didn't go thirty fun. minutes. Uh, <laughs> this one, something. one, I don't know how you have like a a match this big in the scope of like the episode Dynamite and have Brian Cage in it. 
Uh, and nothing against Brian Cage. I don't even dislike his work. There is just nothing interesting <laughs> about anything they've ever had him do. Uh, so, like, I would have liked to see him replaced with literally anybody else you might have been able to get for this. But it was... Like I said, there was a lot of cool spots in it and, it, and it picked up towards the end. They did some cool stuff, but like a lot of it was just everyone's kind of sectioned off, just kind of randomly fighting. And there was a lot of stuff that just looked really weak. Jericho's bat shot at the end going to the finish looked like he never came close to him. When Ibushi was riding the bike with the pipe, he it was a funny spot, yes. but he was basically just like poking people with it. And they were bumping <laughs> for it. It just, a lot of stuff didn't connect for me, but like the big stuff they did was all super cool. Mm-hmm. See, I'm 100, 180 from you. I loved this, and I know that some of the spots, especially the bike spot. Well, first of all, trying to ride a bike that had two tires that were definitely half filled at best. I looked at that rear tire and I go, "That's that's not good." <laughs> so kudos for him for being able to ride that fucker for one, uh, and then act like he was using a pipe, but then he got a wicked clothesline off of it as a payoff at the end. Which was awesome. I, I like Brian Cage's work. I mean, I know you're not a big fan of M. Austin, you know, for lots of, like, not necessarily in ring, but in, in general. I mean, I like what he does in the ring, and I think to, to me, I'm cool with it. I'll, the the second the second rope uh, superplex he did inside out to the, the two tables on the outside. Yeah, that was cool. Kenny, that was cool looking. Kyle Fletcher looked good. He sold really well when he needed to sell. I think I, I still love me some Kyle Fletcher. I think he's got a bright ass future. Mm-hmm. It it was weird to me, and this is one of those things where I'm applying too much logic to pro wrestling. But <laughs> stop it. I watched I watched Kyle Fletcher tombstone Kota Ibushi through a big sign and several chairs on the floor, and then like. A minute and a half later or whatever, Abushi's handing Kenny Omega a chair and Kyle Fletcher is still like selling down from that spot. <laughs> and I was very confused why like he was just dead now for just landing on his knees. But don't worry about it. It's fine. Abushi was good to go. Again, one of those things where I'm I'm looking into it too much. Minor thing that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. But I did find that funny. I uh, I enjoyed really myself. quick question for y'all. Does Abushi look a little slower like every time he's on mm-hmm. AWTV? So, mm. Jay, this is gonna this pains Jamie to even say. I noticed it, and I was gonna bring up something very similar. I don't think Abushi has translated, or not translated. He is not caught on to the American style of wrestling. That's fair, you know, because uh, yep. we are a much faster pace, <clears throat> you know, and. The strong style, very slow, very deliberate. Hey, Commander would do great over there. Um, but he is not that guy here yet. He hasn't figured it out. Plus, a part of his agreement, which I was able to read some of it, he's still allowed to live in Japan, so he's going to have very few dates, you know, but he's got all the stuff, so he's going to be mainly doing Japanese-style wrestling, so he is going to be more like this until he gets over here on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. gets to do American-style wrestling, because he can do it. He's got it in him, but man, yeah, I, I saw it too. I'm like, come on, bro, like... Where's where's that other gear we all know you have? Yeah, and it it wasn't that it looked bad. It was just that that second gear was missing. 
or like he was out of place, you know, where he was just kind of standing and walking around while Kenny's getting the shit kicked out of him from two guys at once, right? You're supposed to be down low selling your hurt, you know, instead of just literally just walking around the ring, right? You know, yeah. Is you could tell it's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing right now because he or he doesn't know where the camera is. He's in the wrong spot, you know. It's just that, like you said, Jamie, and you look at other people, other big names from Japanese wrestling, you know. Uh, I was thinking of, you know, you know, um, you know, the Rainmaker or, you know. Um, any of these other ones they've they've had other stints in other american promotions in the past right well well you gotta remember remember kenny the first few matches in aw mm-hmm. how he always like point at the ropes then go you know the super japanese style he has got that out of his system now like he's falling american wrestling now yeah it just takes but, a little accompaniment so i think of, i think coda actually looked better in this match now he's been in a lot of gimmick matches he's been back right you know multi-person mm-hmm. but i think he looked better in this match than he's looked in any other AEW match thus far here i think yeah as a that's whole fair to say. as a whole yeah i'd agree with that um Definitely. yeah but anyway jericho omega bushi and big show they win, even though Big Show's probably dead. You know, that might be a thing. It it was funny to me that Hobbs like slams Big Show on the limo, and then they're clearly like gonna put him on a stretcher, get him out there, whatever. And then Hobbs just doesn't show up for like another fifteen <laughs> minutes before he decides to come back out and rejoin the fight. I mean, I I, 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 I you know, stop by the concession stand, get some dipping dots, you know. Okay. Yeah, I like that he was just yeah hanging out back time? there. He's like, eh, if they get in trouble, I'll run out there. But might as well take the night off. <laughs> so good. All right. All right. Well, after that, you had the baby face of baby face um, promos from MJF, uh, in which he gets brutally attacked by the Bullet Club. No devil, really. No, he's issued a warning to the devil mask person. Whoever you are, I'm gonna find. He did the whole like like take like Liam Neeson taken thing, you know, pulled it out. Well, we did get the the little cut to the devil at the end of the Wardlow promo because Wardlow's gonna make MJF his bitch apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so which which by the way. Devil wise, I want to give you guys this update because I got this from from the the old dirt sheets. Like three of them said it, so I feel like it's okay. it's an accurate thing to say. Um, they the rumors that CM Punk is definitely not a thing, or that'd be like the greatest work of all time. Like I mean, the people that, that would be the work of works if that actually happened. I would yeah, that's... I would literally shit my pants if that happened. That you wouldn't know. even be a that wouldn't even be a good work like. Storyline wise, if it is CM Punk, is Tony Khan in on it? Because Tony Khan walked out in front of the Chicago crowd and said, I fired this man because he beat up Jack Perry. Uh, it it really doesn't make sense for CM Punk to be the devil when you look at like the whole storyline and the company as a whole. I get mm-hmm. why people want it to be, but like, nah, the dude punched Jack no, Perry and he's gone. not CM Punk. There's no way. Yeah. And then the other name that was also eliminated, Britt Baker. Okay. 
I thought that was so, a very interesting theory. I I like the idea of it just to add like an extra complexity to the. I like I like the Britt Baker one wrong. because, like CM Punk is just wishful thinking for people. They're like, oh, I hope Punk. It's really Punk and he's back. Britt Baker makes sense in the context of everything else that's going on. Right. And it's that's an interesting like thing it. to do with Britt Baker to get her involved in something else. It's um, a way you can sidestep the Adam Cole thing, you know, yeah. it's a big, cause it's a big shock. It's Brit. It was Brit all along. Boom. Well, and behind. like, if it is Brit, she's clearly aligned with Adam Cole too. So, I mean, it could be a, it, and right. it could be a multiple double thing. Like you never well, know. Apparently, apparently they've been ruling it out that not Brit Laker. So, yeah. so what, what, what are your thoughts there, Jamie? You go ahead and start us off here. The devil. Oh, the devil is? Oh, it's it's Adam Cole. We know it's Adam Cole, but is it going to be revealed as Adam Cole at? Oh yeah, Full Gear. Yeah, absolutely. On okay. a video, he's not even going to be there. Ooh. His henchmen are his henchmen are going to attack, which will be the Kingdom, and and Roddy, Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly. They never All ruled the... out Kyle O'Reilly as being the devil. I just wanted to point that out there. Yeah. No, he he he's ruined his his run as cool Kyle and all that. Like, he's he's relegated to being just a a minion. I'm sticking to opinion. I'm sticking to my Kyle O'Reilly theory that the henchmen are going to be revealed. The devil's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. It's going to confuse the fuck out of out of MJF, and then here comes Cole from the sidelines. He was behind it all along, but he is not displayed as the devil on reveal. It's a big swerve. Mm -hmm. Or they have like five people come down with the devil mask on. And then he rips off the mask of all of them. It's just random people, random people, random people. And then there he is on the big screen. Takes it off. Laughs. Kisses Alicia Atal, whatever his, his, his girlfriend's <laughs> name is. And just waves. Austin? I think... You're going to see the devil, and you're slowly going to see a potato chip come up and get eaten under the mask, and he's going to rip it off, and it's Hook. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> How to kill one of the best promos uh, you got of the year. <laughs> um, I There's zero chance in hell this was happening, but I randomly thought about this earlier. It would be one of those swerves that makes no sense, but I think everyone would get on board with if Orange Cassidy was the devil. He, he just takes a 180. Like, he's been slowly, like, changing a little bit. It just turns out he's just here to, like, fuck everybody's shit up. And Orange Cassidy is decide he's going after the world title or whatever. Uh, you'd need to flesh it out. There's no chance in hell it would happen, but I think that's one of those things that everyone would be like, cool, we're going with this. Make Orange Cassidy the devil. I'm down. I mean, and we're being very creative with this. Yes. I think we all know 99.9% if, if they unmask the devil at full gear. I'm still not convinced it's going to happen, okay? If they unmask the devil at full gear, it's going to be Adam Cole. The other three people are going to be Roddy and the Kingdom. We know that. I mean, it's, it's going to be much simpler, to be honest with you. More than likely. I do hope they, they do the multiple devil thing, though. Where I like, like I like the they all idea. mask and it's Roddy in the Kingdom and Adam Cole and like they were clearly all in on it together. And I like but... I like the screen idea. I like doing it as a swerve where it's uh 
you know, Kyle or Roddy or whatever, just to kind of like give that momentary hesitation to, because uh, you can do that, then bring out Cole and, and, you know, um, you know, MJF could be like, look, look, it's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. He can act mad for a second and then turn. Right. I like that too. More than likely it's going to be Cole under the mask with the three of them. <laughs> Let's be honest. So. Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm just taking wild swings and throwing out stuff that I think would be funny. Cause yeah, it, style of rose y'all i really <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense to be anyone but adam cole whether adam cole's physically the one under the mask but like clearly he's got to be the one pulling the string no jamie's on something here nyla rose is affiliated and partners with marina shafir marina shafir is married to roderick strong it's nyla rose <laughs> I mean, I'd be in because Nyla's Twitter game is un- unmatched. Well, we are okay. We're gonna stop playing our Kevin Bacon game here. We're gonna talk about uh, pay per view. So hold, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the pay per view, did I miss something? What did I miss? There, there was something that was announced on Twitter. They kind of talked about it on the show. Oh, I missed it. Didn't you know? Um, there is going to be a signing at Full Gear of a wrestler, um, very well known throughout the world. I'm. It's Mercedes Monet, right? That's it's L.A. Yes, <laughs> that makes the most sense. I mean, it wouldn't be Dolph because Dolph's not up yet. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else would still be out there that would be a a big deal. I mean, Osprey, Osprey. potentially, but he's not. Osprey was until January that yeah, he was. So you still let's say it's a little early for Osprey. I mean. I don't know who else you got out there. Maybe it's Effie. <laughs> Total that F- would you be know. fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey, Tony has $50 million. He used to only be 40. He always would, on Twitch, he always would tell him, Tony Khan, $40 million, I'll do it. You know, now it's 50. I mean, inflation happens. So, Well, that's for NWA. It's that's for the Billy NWA Corgan tax. That's, that's the Billy Corgan price. It's got to be All Mercedes. Right. I don't know who else it could be, man. So... JJ, let's run through the, let's run through that uh full let's gear do the card. card. You have it pulled up. I don't have it pulled up. I don't have it pulled up. I can have it pulled up. All right. I'll start while you pull it up. So we got of course the main event. We got MJF versus Jay White. Okay. Um Austin has already penned this in. Not even penciled. He's already penned this in on our little pick sheet form. Uh, it's going to be Jay White. He's been screaming yeah, about I will for... fly to L.A. and hit MJF with a chair if I have to. Jay White's leaving with that belt. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. I think the story of MJF is much better, especially I like the angle of because it's near the end of the year. They can do the whole like, oh, he's not going to sign his contract. He's already signed it. He's not going to sign his contract thing because he's not. he doesn't have the belt anymore. You know, I don't know if he signed it because he's not on any of the all-in promotion stuff. I think and... that's follow-through. I think that's good follow-through for yeah, I, I think he's already signed an extension, and that's just a storyline. Like, for what it's worth, we gave Tony a lot of shit for a lot of times about long-term storytelling, mainly on the women's side. They've had some good hits with it. You know, the whole Hangman Omega thing, good long-term storytelling. They have some good long-term story they were building up with Punk until he fucked that all up, right? You know? That's fair. I mean, they can do good long-term, so I think that's follow-through on this, you know, story but i'm f- i'm all for jay white you on jay white train jamie 
Taking the belt off, Max. Depends if the devil reveals himself. Now I'm I'm on the fence now. I I feel like mm-hmm. if it, if the devil reveals himself here, it's Jay White. If the devil doesn't reveal himself here, or actually, sorry, if the devil reveals himself here, it's not Jay White, because then you're gonna set up at World's End, MJF mm-hmm. versus the Devil for the belt. Okay. But the Devil never said they were coming for the belt. They haven't said anything. The Devil seems to just be coming after MJF. That's just what it seems like again, too. We they haven't said shit. That that story just it does not need the title. It's time to to move on to something else with the title. Like it's got to go to Jay White. It's it's time. That's where my thoughts. I agree, but. I mean, that's where I've been, but now I'm like on the fence all the time. <laughs> well, we haven't got our picks in finalized, so you can you can mull it over for a couple more days here, Jamie. Yeah, the champ will do that. We also have the women's title, so we actually got two women's matches on this pay per view. Hopefully, one of them is probably gonna be in the buy in. Um, <laughs> Zero hour, sir. Hey, car, whatever. What they need. I it's feel zero like, hour except I, for uh, double or nothing. And I always mess it up. Like even when it, when it is zero hour, I say buy in. When it's buy in, I say zero hour. I just I can't I can't fucking win. You just have to say buy in once a year. Shut dude. up. All right. So we got zero hour. <laughs> I have the same. Just whatever. The zero hour. Okay. Now now I don't even want to talk about it. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm for the women's title. I don't want them to take the belt off of Sheeta so soon, but it just feels like there's no. It's got to be Tony. Tony. That's Tony. I just hate seeing Sheeta have another short reign. Right. That's just me. But to your point, Austin, move that belt around, right? Yeah. I mean, if Sheeta's going to get short reigns, at least she's getting the quantity in there and she can just be that transitional champion when they need it. But I think it's it's time to to put the title on Tony. Yeah. Agreed. Especially yeah. if the signing that they're making is Mercedes Monet. Oh, it makes absolute what, sense to have. That. What uh what a better way like there's no better way to like keep going with this Tony Storm character for her getting the spotlight beating Sheeta and then immediately someone else steals the spotlight because they announce they've signed yeah. Mercedes Monet. I mean like, if, Mer- if it's Mercedes Monet, she's not she has to she she will come in and either be for the title or have a main kind of like focus, right? You know, you can't just have her come in and wrestle Sky Blue. Yeah. I mean hopefully not. <laughs> well, she can wrestle Sky Blue, but it'll be a as a as a squash match in her build up for whatever feud she's going in. All right, go for the rest of the card here. What we got? Um, we got Hanger Swerve Two. I don't. This is the one I am not one hundred percent on. If I had to pick, I'd say Swerve. I'm, I'm already thinking about changing. I don't know. I have no idea who to pick on this. I I am going with Hanger in this one to be consistent with my pick of Jay White winning later <laughs> because I think Hanger can go and be Jay White's first title defense and he can not leave with the title and not lose anything there. I think okay. that's a good thing to move Hanger into and Jay White once Jay White takes the title. Uh, I also think this is a match Swerve doesn't lose anything by losing. 
He's the bad guy. He probably yeah. should lose the Texas death match after he broke into a man's house and like talked to his son. Uh, still could go either way. Like I certainly would not be disappointed by Swerve pulling this out, but I, I got to go with Hanger on this one. I'm with you there. I, I'm gonna keep bouncing back and forth on this, but yeah, I'm I'm hanging right now, but don't ask me more. <laughs> All right. Speaking of seconds, uh, you have Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. Two. I like Orange retaining. Same. Same. I do. What just, you said the earlier. story is. I thought for sure it's gonna be Moxley, but the, what you said earlier, I'm like, that's really good, man. I do like that. So yeah, I like Orange Retaining. Big fan of that one. Um, then you have the Bucks versus the Golden Jets. I'm going on the Bucks winning. What Same. I said earlier about the whole putting Kenny into a dark place. He hasn't won three straight pay-per-views. They made mention of it. Make it four, right? Now he can't team with Jericho, and the Bucks hate him, right? Hanger's off doing his own thing. You got to bury that down there so that he can slingshot back to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I I, I feel like the Jets are going to win somehow. I mean, Jericho's I'm, involved, so that's not a bad pick. I'm, I'm going with the, with the Bucks just because I – don't want to see Jericho get a tag team title shot <laughs> yeah, or do much of anything these days in AEW. And hopefully this that's a good point. Push him that way. <clears throat> um, you have MJF and unknown Smojo. versus the guns. Yes, yeah, Joe. It's got to be Joe. It's got to be Joe, but I hope it's Bill ass. Oh, yeah. He's not the one who went through the uh, the, yeah, glass. He went the plate glass. No, he was just sitting against the wall, like he just didn't feel like getting up and helping out. He is like claim. sixty something, so I mean, yeah, you know, like legit, he's like sixty. Um, I think the guns. I think the the whole story with MJF works by taking all his gold off of him, right? Yes, and up, the. Man. I mean, the guns even brought it up in a promo last week. The ROH tag titles have been defended like once since they won them. Twice, whatever. And uh, we know that the ROH titles, other than the women's title, are just throwaway titles right now, pretty much. But, but it is also just, it's a nice little trophy to wrong. throw in the guns, too. Especially when Jay White wins the big title and Juice has card blade. Like, everyone's got a little something. <laughs> Juice has card blade. That, I... God damn, I love Juice Robinson so much. He's mm -hmm. so good. He's so good. We have a triple threat for the TBS Women's Championship, and that is um, defending champion Chris Statlander, Sky Blue, Julia Hart. Julia Hart. But with assistance from Sky Blue, probably. Yeah. That that seems like the most logical place they're going. Uh, and I'm for it. Get the belt off the of stat. No offense to stat, but get the belt off of her and put Julia up on the pedestal that she's deserved. She's earned, I think. I see. I'm still not sure Julia's quite ready for a title run, but yeah. also that's kind of just what they've set up here. Uh, I do. I'm on board with Julia winning the title if it leads to a program with Abaddon. I would be very interested in that. I mean, 
to be fair, and we don't know because they got injuries in House of Black all over the place, right? You know, so you can have this dark women's stable running, right? They've teased that because Willow's got mist in her face that she could be a part of that. She doesn't have to be, but you could pull an Abaddon into this somehow, right? You know, I'm give me, give me like, yeah, this coven. See, I, I like the sort. idea that Willow is too good to be corrupted by the mist. I do too. Me too. I do too. I think that's a good character point for her. But have her realize, all right, I got to go wrestle these two spooky broads. I got to even up the odds. Let me get this demon creature that hangs out back here and spits up blood. That's solid backup. That could work. Now we're that. rocking and rolling. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, if you're going to do a, some sort of stack stable thing with Julia, right? To me, Julia makes sense having a title. And for what's worth, the guns had no business being tag team champions when they were tag team champions either. So I don't mind them giving a shot, though, taking a swing at it, giving somebody young a belt at least to test it and see how it goes, right? But if you have Sky Blue, give her somebody else in there. And I don't know. You got enough women on the roster. You can find somebody else you can fit in that spot there, you know, mm. to be that, you know, kind of bigger, like more imposing, you know. Shit, put Nyla Rose in there, right? Have her, have her, go, have her defend the title against Nyla Rose. Spray her with mist. Boom. We get dark Nyla Rose. Yes, please. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't mind seeing some outcome of this match being Statlander getting sprayed with the mist and Statlander joining them down the road. That's good, too. Ooh, I think Statlander I like would be a, a great just kind of muscle piece for that little group. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm getting. And, she needs, they need muscle because you got Sky Blue as the lackey, right? You need a muscle to fit. Yeah, them. and it would it would give you a reason to react to Chris Statlander because she doesn't really do that much on her own. Yeah. Very talented in the ring, but like, I'm always just coming up blanks on blank on reasons to care about Chris Statlander. Yep. Ja Jamie, what are your thoughts on the match? Uh, it's Julia. Um, <laughs> you you have personality yet raw wrestler versus no personality raw wrestler, and even less personality but good wrestler. <laughs> Least common denominator. Just did a whole like yeah. Steve Martin thing there. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe so, maybe there will be a uh, a last minute collision or rampage spot, and Willow will get added to the match. Like Ruby go. Soho in the match, and Ruby's going to win the title. Hey, Ruby. Dude, Ruby <laughs> just job for Red Velvet. Quit, quit dreaming. All well, right. I will and say then, this: DoorDash is horribly unreliable. Yes, you can send anything with DoorDash, but you know you gotta watch those delivery times. Wait, what? Let's move on. Um, <laughs> nothing you didn't watch rampage obviously no not at all um all right so then the last match we're going over is the team of our father christian cage luchasaurus and nick wayne going up against adam copeland darby allen and sting well i feel like it's sting But is it better storytelling if he loses here? No. I don't think it matters. I agree. I and it's Adam Copeland, too. You can't have Adam Copeland literally losing his, what, third match? So, I... Having Christian pin Adam Copeland or Sting, I think would be hilarious. 
and it would get so much heat. Mm-hmm. But he already has so much heat, he doesn't <laughs> need it. And I just, I, on the flip side, Christian as a TNT champion, he can't lose very often. And a three on three match is a good time for him to get beat and show a little bit of ass. But still, he's still the champ. He's still in control of his stable and all that. It just, it makes the most sense for his team to lose. Yep. And honestly, for probably for Christian to eat a pin here. From Sting, too. You think honestly, Christian's going to eat the pin? You think Christian's going to eat the pin? Christian Dude, eat, if Christian eats a pin from it. Sting, it just, that's to no. your point. If, if, Wayne if I'm, is totally taking it. If I'm booking it, Christian eats a pin. Hear me out. Hear us out. Because I'm on board with you, Austin. And you let me know where I'm at here because Christian eats a pin from Sting. He's been talking all this shit about how he's going to end Sting, right? Copeland sets it up, tags Sting, and Sting comes in, gets the pin, right? So that you just adds more fuel to Christian's fire, his hatred. You know, he grows. Oh, yeah, yes, let me see your hatred, right? You know, and it's going to grow. Honestly, either team could win or lose. It's not going to hurt anybody anything, you know? Mm-hmm. The most likely your scenario is correct. Nick Wayne eats a pen because that's what you do as a young boy. Oh, so so if if I'm booking it, if I'm booking it, which I'm not, but I've I've came close a few times like with with my my amazing hat. I say it's all three members, so Darby Allen, Sting, and Adam Copeland are in the ring. Here's here's uh uh Chris, he turns around, sees all of them, he's like, oh, 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 and then here comes Nick Wayne. He literally grabs Nick Wayne, throws him into him, and then he gets out, and Nick Wayne gets a finisher from everybody, and then ends up getting a scorpion death lock and taps out. See, if if I'm booking it, it's three scorpion death locks. Oh, yeah. Just all three of them tap at the same time. This is one of those, like, to me, it's one of those more classic good guy, bad guy things where mm-hmm. the bad guy should lose a fair fight. And they don't have extra guys running in because they are all out there. It's three on three. It's even. Right. It's it's the time for the bad guys to kind of get theirs a little bit. Yeah. But they still leave with the TNT title. They've still got the numbers advantage later on. This is just a good spot to have the good guys win if Sting and convincingly loses an AEW match, which correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, he has not yet. He has not. As far as I know, if he loses an AEW match, it will be his last match. Cause he's I don't think putting he lose that one either. I, I don't think he should, but if he does, it will be that one. It'll be for him to put somebody over whether they need it or not. If it happens, that'll be it. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't so think I don't, anyone I don't, really... I don't see Sting losing. Yeah. I don't think anyone really gains anything from beating a 60-something-year-old Sting. No. Like, this should just be a victory lap. There's no, there's no stakes on this. The even, if they, even if they win, Sting's not going to retire now, you know? But Yeah. You can't, you can't have Edge lose his first like, pay-per-view. Is this his first pay-per-view match? Yeah. It's not going to happen. There's probably going to be four or five more matches announced on Rampage and Dyna and Collision this Friday. So, <laughs> Sting oh, is actually uh, twenty and zero. By the way, we 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 missed we missed one, the Fatal Four Way for the tag titles. 
Oh, yeah, that's on collision. Yeah, missed that. So Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus... Is that on collision? I thought that was on the pay-per-view or on Zero Hour. You have the card in front of you there, Jay. Yeah, I didn't even see it. I'm looking right at it, and it's not even... FDR, LFI, Starks, and Big Bill, and the House of Black. That should be fun. House of Black's back? Yeah. Which House of Black? Is it uh, Malachi and... Here it is. Yeah, so it's 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 actually the Kings. Yeah, it's the Kings. Oh, okay. I thought I thought uh, Brody's wrist was still broken. Uh, they show him in, in the thing. Yeah, uh, you you only need one one wrist when you're a guy size. that big. You put a club on him. Fuck it. <laughs> like the old school, like seventies and eighties NFL, where they have yeah, like yeah, the like big eight up club fist. Yeah, the make, big Q tip. The big Q tip. Q tip. Boom. And if and if you're really in with the with the with the with the equipment guy, you have them like bevel the one edge too, so you can get set down the ground and get use it. But you could also get them flat faced and just mm. think of uh, Reggie White. Remember Reggie White had the club on? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jerome Brown did that too, man. He, he, oh god. So all right, tag title match. You got um. FTR, LFI, Starks and Big Bill, House of Black. Yep, LFI, Starks, Bill, FTR, House of Black. So LFI, mm. Starks and Bill, House <laughs> FTR. No, okay. um, yeah, so it's Dragon Lee and Roosh. That's LFI. Right. I know, but I just make sure you know it's Dragon. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if it's going to be anybody other than FTR. I mean, I like the House of Black to win it. Ricky hey, and Bill are going to retain. I'm going LFI. That would be a hell of a swerve there. I'm going LFI because I'm going sure? Young Bucks winning later. And I think they're going to go to Young Bucks and some Luchas. Also, Roosh is super over. They've been selling the living piss out of LFI, too, on Collision. They've yeah. Selling I, the living piss out of it. I think this is a good... Like, Starks and Big Bell have had a decent little run with the tag belts, but they're not really a tag team. And AEW have so many good tag teams, I'd rather see them on, like, more teams. Even though I think Roosh will be a single star before too long. I think this is a good time to give Roosh a little bit of hardware Get him a little bit more over, okay. and then yeah, lead to lead to another Bucks versus Luchas match. That'll probably be a banger. Yeah, but I mean, they're still wanting to set up Bucks FTR like twenty six. They can do that some other time. Yeah, they can always do that. Honestly, I'd prefer they wait to do that till you get to Grand Slam, all in, all out. Yeah, you know? save that for when you need something later down the road. Agree. Okay. I like LFI. I think that's I think that's a hell of a LFI's take. Good. My heart's gonna be with House of Black, though. Of course, I just I love House of Black, but they that doesn't make any sense. I could see House of Black winning it if Omega and Jericho are gonna get the shot instead of the Young Bucks. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. This one's this one's a toss up. I I would. The only thing I, I, I'm like fairly certain of with this match is that FTR are not winning. Yeah. Mm. 
That's a tough one, man. Yeah, again, I gotta think can about you this ever one. fully count on FTR not getting a tag title? Like fully? No, count. you really, you really can't. And I wouldn't be sad about them winning, but I just you think they just lost the titles a while back. There's <laughs> oh, they don't need you them. You can by do any more stuff with them. Yeah, they don't need mm-hmm. them. No. And I really just don't want to see them and the Bucks for the fourth time anytime soon. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. seeing Bucks and Lucha Bros, right? Love it to death, but just give me a little 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 respite in between. Well, we will find out this Saturday. So uh, check it back with us next Wednesday uh, after the Fallout Dynamite. Uh, hopefully the fall is better than the go home. I enjoyed tonight, though. I did. I didn't mind it as bad as these, these as everybody else here. But um, we'll be back next Wednesday after the fallout. Uh, we'll let you know how our picks transpired, who the new champion is going to be. Um, <laughs> I've proven that I am I am I am Georgia in this situation. Mm. Maybe it should be Texas Tech. That maybe be better for you. Um, I mean, my quarter, my third string quarterback's not in them. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. We just don't get no, lose our first string quarterback. So anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> love to see you guys try and face Georgia. Though. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, it would. It would. Um, but we'll be back next next uh, Wednesday with the results of this, plus to go home or or the Fallout show. So uh, join us next week. Same bad time, same back channel. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys giving us some of your time. Jamie, take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down with Total Spot Fest, I got four words for you. I'm stealing Nato's weed. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace.